Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I ain't worried about it. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Maccas. The McRib and the new McRib Deluxe are now at Maccas. This week, our guest is Australian cricket legend Merv Hughes. Obviously, off the back of that Johnny Bairstow incident, um, which was, you know, just eyes up. How eyes funny up was stuff that? From Australia. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. But <laughs> it's, it was just so good. And But just to see the reaction of, like, all those pompous members in the in the Lord's long room, I think we, we've talked to a couple of tr- cricketers and they're like, that's just what they're like. It's this, they, they show their true colours. Was that your experience when you were playing? Were they always a little bit like... They'd smile and clap, but they'd be saying other things to you. At the no, same no, time. no. I reckon they were very much cricket, cricket minded, yep. cricket orientated. Where I'm not so sure now. I think, especially the guys, the members, a lot of them there prestige, mm. and they don't really understand the game. Where when we walk through that that long room, you got to go through the members to get there. They were all very polite. If you if you made a duck, they used to clap a little bit louder. If you made some runs, they give you the fine applause and all that. But I, I think the unspoken word was you don't talk to the players. Mm, okay. You, you can clap them, you can what but but what happened this year, like everyone's faced the spirit of cricket. Now, Johnny Bairstow, the spirit of cricket, the people that haven't got the laws or the rules of the game on their side throw the spirit of cricket at you. Yes. Now, if you don't want to get money out of stuff, stay in your curious. It's not that hard. Mm. It's very simple. Yeah, it's a very simple. And I learned that down to 12, under 14, so wherever you are, Sharky, our coach, taught us that. Be aware of where the ball is. Sharky, was it? Yeah, Martin Sharky. Well, I, don't, I hope Sharky isn't employed by England anytime soon to teach them how to stay in their crews. <laughs> Hopefully he's loyal. Um, but you, during that whole period, you were you were vocal on Twitter. You were going back. We Look, we were having one-sided arguments with Piers Morgan where we'd just tweet at him and tell him he's an idiot. But were you were sort of were you guys needling each other? Um, no, Piers Morgan was a pog. Um, <laughs> I, I met him, I reckon, ten years ago, uh, and you know how first impressions last. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was a pog then. He was really <laughs> good mates with Jane Moore. The morning said, "No, no, he's, he's a good bloke." So I thought, "Okay, I'll give him a chance." I never really crossed paths again, and then um, when he came out, it just shows how limited. Bigger the intelligence is, is if he doesn't think that run out was out. Oh, man, it's um, it's like it makes. Sense. It's interesting too. Sorry to jump in, but interesting too that he's a passionate English supporter. We didn't hear much from him during the World Cup, did we? No, no, he yeah, didn't. no. So he's a passionate supporter, and things are going well. Exactly right. Yeah, uh, it was a fair weather, but then also like, and even in the World Cup uh, that Australia just won, like. The uh, uh, the former Indian batsman whose name escapes me, he's coming out and going, well, no, nah, India was was the best side. And you're just going like, I don't know what world we're living in here where, like, people are so unaccepting of a result 
where you're just going like, no, but they were the best team on paper. It's like, but that doesn't mean anything. Well, they, they were in the Eastern Bank side. Um, they lost one game for the tournament, and Australia lost two games. But the one game they lost was the following. That's so, unlucky. They're not the best. So basically, the best teams, the four best teams qualify. The two best teams win the semi-final, and then the best team wins the final. And for them, it's like, well, we're the best team through it. So what do you do? You have a World Cup without semi-finals or finals, and this, after the poor games, you're the winner. Mm, exactly right. It doesn't make any but sense. Yeah, it's, it's a World Cup. It's, yeah. But I, I can't understand. I can't understand either. You listen to all talk, and you're also listening to none other than the moustached man... Couldn't think of any other adjective there, but he does have a moustache. Merv Hughes. Now, Merv, are you like, are you like grateful or um, I guess maybe envious of how um, I guess the the level of cr- that cricket has reached now compared to when you were coming through? Like, on one hand, their schedule is absolutely absurd, and they're playing T Twenties after a World Cup win. But then there's also so much more, I guess, opportunity and it's super, like, it's incredibly lucrative. Like, do you see it as you would have liked to have played in this time or are you happy where you came through? Uh, very happy where I came through. I, the, the talk that our, our current players get paid too much is a load of bollocks, to be honest, is that um, we didn't have social media. So we had to deal with maybe four journalists. So 89, 93, I think we had four or five journalists on the but all the players do, the journalists, um, we sit there, have a couple of beers. If there's any issues, pull them aside and say, mate, what, what's this story about? Mm. Now, our players go out in um, last year, and there's 70 odd times over there. They're all looking for the story. And you can tell by reading their cricket column, they're not interested in cricket. Mm. So if you're not interested in cricket, don't go. It's been a long time since I've read an article about cricket where you get something other than what's on the scorecard in the article. But I don't want your opinion. I want the facts. Now, you're, you're a sports journalist. Just tell me about the sport. Yeah. I don't care what the players do outside. I don't care if they go and have a couple of kids, as long as they're right the play. And there's something I've always found about cricket journalism, and again, the ones where we're speaking about where when it's done correctly, where like there's almost no more engrossing a sports article than when someone's like wrapping up a day's play or a test match really well. And they write well. And they write really well. And there's a few that are still around, but like I I agree with you that there's the majority aren't necessarily out there looking for it. Well, the the five five that we had, we had Greg Moore, Malcolm Conn, Robert Craddock, um, Patrick Smith. There's another part I can't remember his last name, which is, which is bad because he wrote my book for me. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were fantastic journalists and, and they loved the game. They were passionate about it and all they did was write about the game. And now, basically, the journalist's got a free bone to, to write what he likes. Mm. And there's going to be no no feedback on it. When, um, when was the first time you experienced that sort of, like, or have you ever experienced that sort of journalism where like they've come for you in a bit of a weird way? Oh, probably, probably the big one was the old SPG was a pretty flat wicket. Mm. And West Australia made a few runs, and Victoria made a few runs. And one of the, one of the journalists wrote up a story about how you can't expect the West Australian bowlers to put 
well on a bit like that because it didn't suit them. And you think, they're fast bowlers. It's okay for them not to take wickets, but I get back not taking wickets. I used to have a talk to the journos. So, mate, what's going on? You've just got to be, got to be fair when you do. So, mate, I, I find it very, very amusing. Um, normally, and these boats, some of the journos have an agenda with the players mm. and they target the players. And if you're a 50 50 on, on cricket, you tend to believe what you read in the media. And the media now is very unkind to our players. Our players deserve better than that, and they are better than that. So that's, is that a sort of a new phenomenon with the, the Australian media? New South Wales media is, is not great when it comes to sports stars. Has that got worse over time? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think it's almost to me the journalists are jealous with the amount of money that the, the players are getting. Okay. Is their wages haven't gone up mm. as, as much? So you have a look ten years ago, twenty years ago. Um and when I played forty years ago, I was saying you didn't get paid much. What about the guys that played in the seventies? And that's that's where with Kerry Poker came in and basically that was a, a protest about pay. Mm. And that certainly helped current players because Oh, I think people now understand their value. You, I was going to yeah. say, you came, you you played with the late great Shane Keith Warren. Was what was it like being around a bona fide superstar of the sport? You could argue we probably haven't had one since in the sport of cricket. Yeah. Like, I used was to ask it, him the same question when he came into the side. Is that that used to be me? <laughs> <laughs> now, of Warren, when he first started, came back from the cricket academy. South Australia, and mm. um, a few of the senior players watching him at Victoria Nets, league spinner, going to bowl about, going to bowl about, going to bowl about. Now or later, he's going to bowl about. He's, he's pretty good. And then when he starts playing, it's okay, but he's not outstanding. And you thought, mate, he's going to play too spring He's going to be pretty handy. No, I don't think anyone expected him to do what he did. And take seven hundred wickets. But the the thing about Warney, most cricketers have a purple patch in their career that lasts maybe twelve to eighteen months. Yep. Uh, and he had a purple patch that lasted twelve to eighteen years. <laughs> but his his whole career was a purple patch. Yeah, it's and incredible. the more controversy he is in off the ground, the better he played on the ground. So he was almost fueled by scandals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Pure scandals. But um, like I say, the media can make you a break uh, And the media was very unkind morning. So what they used to do was wait for him to make a mistake, and it was all over the front page, wasn't it? Mm. But up to the media's defence, normally they didn't have to wait too long for him to make a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, hey, look, he... Yeah, a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, before we let you go, conscious of time, but... Um, and I, I'm, I don't bring this up uh, on any podcast, Merv. It's only purely because of the role that you played in my life, unknowingly, I'm sure. But my old man is Billy Birmingham, the 12th man. He's so... I reckon I've said this to you before. We loved him because... When we started, most of the guys in the commentary box were from Channel 9 
um, obviously the World Series days. Yeah, there's a bit of a conflict, and we were when you were no good, we were. Con- and when Billy came out with that first take, he's taking the piss out of the commentators. We love that. <laughs> yeah. Every way, rain delay, seriously. We just had Billy Birmingham on. Just loved it. It's, it's funny to think. I'd never actually even thought about it from that player's perspective of like actually enjoying the commentators copying some shit as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But there was um, <laughs> again. I when I was growing up, I was aware of cricket, but like you know, I was still very young. But there was always this poster in Dad's office. And it was like, it was of you either cuddling him from behind with your tongue out or vice versa. <laughs> it was so bizarre, but like that was my first, I guess my first, uh, you know, example of Merv. And I was always like, what's, what the f*** is going on here? <laughs> um, did he, did he come believe. and meet you in a, in a hotel to record some part yes. of an album or something? Yeah. So we were in a room and, and the acoustics weren't great. So he's got sort of tables and chairs around, put a blanket over the stuff. So we had this sort of homemade studio. And I'm just thinking, this, this is a bit weird, but that seemed to work. Um, but but of, of Billy, I loved him when I played. And then you lose track of it a little bit. Now, my oldest son is 26. Ten years ago, he's playing under 16 cricket down the coast of Victoria. Thing happened back just after Christmas into January. And he got the best of Billy in Birmingham. My oh, dad, can we play this? I was just saying, oh, mate, you just forget how good it was. He just the whole time just thinking, this just gets better. It's never, never out back. Oh, I'm glad he'll, uh, he'll, he'll be happy yeah, to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's good um, stuff. I'd like to say he's a good friend of the team. Um, and every time he was around, we sort of included him. But also, I remember one day where we had a signing session and he came in to catch up. And I myself was just so interested in getting getting everything signed that you sort of may have brushed him a bit. Just I look back at that. That's that's one of my great, greatest regrets. Great, great. Well, listen, did, I'll, I'll let him know. What he did for morale in the side was fantastic. Oh, that's cool. I'll let him know that you are you, you know you're losing sleep over the time you brushed him. <laughs> well, and the other thing too, Christmas is coming up. Give him a big kiss and tell him to release another album. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, right. We've had the best of Billy Birmingham. We need the very best of Billy Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the very, very, the very, very best. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Merv, mate, thank you very much for your time. Really, it's been it's been great to chat. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll bump into you at some point over the summer. But if not, enjoy the cricket. Thanks, Well, mate. hopefully. Um, we'll be up at the Sydney Test. So if you're around, we you can catch up. We'll be there at Sydney Yeah, we'll be there. Sure. Don't worry about that. Absolutely. 100%. All, 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 all I'll do is I'll find Pat Cummins and Pat will. Yes, so that's it. Yeah, we'll, we'll be with his old man. We'll be hanging sure. around there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Good on you, Merv. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Merv. Have a good one, mate. Hey, good on you very much. Good on you. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Bye.